This is your mind, this is your life, this is your time, this is your life, this is your mind, this is your world. Yeah, how long has it been since you got to think for yourself, think, think for yourself? And how long has it been since you've had some time to yourself, unwind with yourself? You can do anything, so don't you hide from yourself, be kind to yourself, intelligent, amazing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Replenish Me radio show. This is a show to give women, but especially moms, strategies to find the chaos of being healthy and find their way through the chaos of being um, healthy into a calm um, norm of just making it happen. So, today I'm so excited to share with you the story of um, my guest today, Amy Walker. She, although she's like this international speaker, executive business coach, radio host, and author, she's also, she's been featured in Fast Company, US News and World Report, and CEO World Magazine, but she's a mom of five boys, living in a small town in Northeast Georgia, running a million dollar business. And she um, today is going to share with us her self-care journey and how she got started on getting back to the basics of I've lost myself and all my success and wonderfulness of being a mom. And let me just get back to how to take care of me. So welcome to the show, Amy. Thank you, Cordelia, for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy that you found time in your schedule. And as it turns out, today is a special day, but we'll get to that <laughs> as you share <laughs> your story. Um, so I think it's so neat that you motivate everybody, you know, with what you do in your business. And now, um, you know, people can also be motivated with how you're caring for yourself in your personal life. So I'm actually excited to have this conversation. I was thinking about this and when I first got started as a speaker, what I really wanted to do was motivate and inspire women just in their lives, their everyday lives. And then, you know, you always, life has, I believe, divine paths for you. And I realized pretty quickly on that I had a real skill and talent with helping people in their businesses. And so it took that direction. But I always love when I get the chance to speak from a little bit more of a heart space instead of just my brain space. So I'm excited. Yes, I love that. And I like the way you said that there's always a divine um, path for us as well. So, so uh, share your story with us. Well, you never know exactly where you're supposed to start on this story, but I'm going to, you just have to choose a beginning, right? So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start when I actually launched my company. I was six weeks away from having my fifth son and um, I had four others at home. One was 18 months old and I had three that were little elementary age kids. And I got that divine assignment that it was time for me to start my business. And when inspiration comes, you can argue with it, which I did try to do at first. I was like, uh, don't you mean it's time for maternity leave? I don't think it's time to start a business. It's time for maternity leave. And so I, I after a few days of kind of wrestling with that, I decided to be obedient. And I launched the company, um, and it was a wonderful blessing for our family. It, it took off and was very successful from the very beginning, and it enabled us to be able to um, have my husband come home and work with me in the business. We are side-by-side side raising our five sons. Uh, we got to move across the country into you know a rural, small town, and we have land, and our boys get to have adventures, and they get to work outside and just learn some great life lessons. But where I started to get off balance was really kind of at that very beginning where I could juggle a few, you know, I'm a good juggler. I really am. If you have five children and run a successful company, you're a good juggler. Okay. Um, but things like I started just creating some bad patterns. So, you know, that first year I had to make the business work. We did not have a fallback plan. When I left my um, corporate job and I stepped into running this company, it had to be successful for us. We were depending on it. 
And so I did a lot of things that year that at the time, I really took pride in doing hard things. So for example, um, I hosted an expert summit when my baby was two weeks old and I'd had a C-section with him. And so I took pride in the fact that, you know, I just had this C-section, I just had this baby, but here I am, I'm showing up and I'm doing it. And um, later, a couple months later, my uh, baby went into the hospital with RSV and my nephew passed away from RSV that within days of each other. We'd all been together for a baby blessing and um, the whole family's together. He passed away, mine's in the hospital. And I kept going because I had, I had to launch this business. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we sometimes glorify the struggle and then maintain the lesson longer than it needs to be. So that year I needed to be strong and I needed to be tough. And I, I was given the ability to go through and to keep moving through things that were challenging that would have ordinarily slowed me down. And I, I feel like it was, it was a gift during that time. I felt very um, spiritually protected that I was able to do hard things. But out of that good thing came some false lessons, which were you go no matter what. You know, you, you don't slow down. You don't take the breath. You don't take the break. You just make it work. You figure out a way and you keep going and you just be strong. And that year, it was, it was such a wonderful, challenging year that I would never want to go back to. <laughs> but at the same time, I would never want to have missed out on. And yet, fast forward four years. And at the beginning of last year, I was exhausted. My oldest had started high school and um, he does an early morning seminary class. So we leave the house um, at like 5.45 a.m. And then I was running children around and I was trying to exercise and go to the gym every single day. And um, my head did, like my feet did not stop moving. My mouth did not stop moving. My brain did not slow down until my head hit the pillow at 1030 or 11 at night. And I was so exhausted. And I wrote a blog post on my Amy Walker Living site at the beginning of 2017. Um, and it, I, I entitled it The Year of Amy. Hmm. And what I, where that blog post came from was I really started to evaluate the way that I was treating myself. And I kind of wrote this um, almost like an apology to myself of I had been expecting myself to perform at a higher level than I would expect anyone else. Yeah. I mean, I would never ask that much of anyone on my team, anyone in my family. There is not another human on the planet that I would expect that much of. And then at the same time, as I'm expecting superhuman strength and abilities, I'm also criticizing my ability to not be perfect mm-hmm. and um, criticizing my muffin top. Because I'm sure you can imagine <laughs> with um, high levels of stress, not enough sleep, eating on the go, I had gained quite a bit of weight. And so I, I started off that the year with just this idea that this was going to be the year of Amy, that I was, and I wrote a list of all the things that I wanted to do this year, that I wanted to just um, spend time just being with myself. Um, I wanted to say no to things that were good, but I didn't love them. I wanted to um, make my health a priority and a focus. And I wrote this blog post that really kind of struck a chord with a lot of women because I think a lot of us have been at that point where it's, you know, you're doing all good things and there's not anything that you really want to trade in your life. But at the same time, you look at it and go, I don't want to feel this way for the next five years. Yes, we have great things. I have five beautiful, healthy, good sons that are just good people. Um, I have a business that's thriving that I love. I have, my faith is strong. My marriage is strong. Um, You know, we just live a life that we love to live. But at the same time, I can't keep up this pace forever. And so that was probably the start for me of really thinking through how do I want to treat myself? Now, I'll give you the timeline. That was in January. I didn't actually start trying to make any physical changes for several months after that because I needed the mental change first. Right. I needed to really embrace that it was okay for me to put myself 
and my physical health and my physical needs and my mental health and mental needs and emotional and spiritual, that it was okay to just kind of filter some things out. Um, now, I probably still was and still am going at a pace that a lot of people would look at and go, that's <laughs> your idea of taking it easy. But I'm just wired to go fast, like I always have been. And so without trying to fight against my nature, um, you know, because even, even when I need a day off, I need to go play tennis or I need to go hiking or, you know, I need to do something to relax. I don't necessarily need to take a nap. And so I spent a couple months just working on myself and, and I found some mixed um, or false beliefs inside of me. And one of them was I very much had this all or nothing feeling like I'm either doing everything or I'm not doing it at all. And it was so detrimental to my health because, you know, I had been eating fairly healthy for a while. Um, you know, good whole grains and lots of vegetables and not a lot of processed food, pretty much everything homemade. I'd been trying to take out some chemicals and things. And um, I remember the day I told my family that, you know, bacon causes cancer and my boys all cried, not really cried, but they were not happy about that memo. So we've been trying. Um, but what would happen was I would either feel like I had to do it perfectly, that we had to have green smoothies for breakfast, and I had to um, bake homemade bread, and I had to uh, make homemade granola bars with, you know, all these great nutritious things, or whatever, it doesn't even matter, you guys can just have cold cereal you know like it was so all or nothing it was on or it was off and I I realized that that was robbing me of a lot of joy to feel like and it wasn't just showing up in my in my health and my self-care it was showing up in other places too in my business um either we're totally on I, I would go through this phase where I would be 100% on Monday through Thursday and then I would feel like I needed to implode Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then I would get back in, and it was like 100% on, and so it was this whole, you know, I'm all in, or I'm all out, and it was just kind of taking away some of the joy in the journey, and so I started working on that, and just practicing with myself being okay with whatever effort I had to give that day, you know, some days I had more effort to give than others, and just celebrating the fact that I did give every day and I did make attempts every day, even though they were not equal efforts. And I started um, trying to appreciate and recognize what really truly was my best and let that be enough. Um, and I went through a few months of doing that. And then I went to the doctors in about, mm, about March probably. And I stepped on the scale and I'm not going to say what the number was because I don't think we should compare numbers and my number might not be the same as someone else's. You also might be taller than five, three. So, but yeah. I, I stepped on the scale and all I know is that number is a number that I was not okay with. Like I hit that point where I went, it's, it's not just about the number. It's about the trend mm -hmm. because I had been gaining about um, 10 to 12 pounds a year. And I looked at it and I thought, okay, fast forward this 10 years. And I have some pretty serious health challenges, and I'm not okay with that trend. And so me going through that time of really trying to reconnect with myself, me getting to a better point where I didn't have to be so all or nothing, um, and finally hitting that one number, and I think we all have that point where we just hit it and we're like, mm -mm, I'm not okay with that. <laughs> That's nope. not happening for me. Yeah, <laughs> we're done. And so I... Um, I started getting serious and getting committed. Um, and I, I like to tell people that I had a goal of losing weight um, for two years, but it actually took me four months to drop and, and release 38 pounds. And I just hit my weight goal today. So I'm really excited about that. But yeah, 38 <laughs> pounds in four months. And it, I definitely changed um, and followed an eating plan. Um, I had a health coach that was keeping me accountable and encouraging me. Um, I spent time journaling. Um, I didn't necessarily do a lot of exercise. Um, that's my next thing. Um, but I did, you know, I do live an active life, so it's not like I'm sedentary. Yeah, but, you know, other than like walking around the track while my kids are at football practice, I can't say that I really did a lot of exercise. 
but it's just been exciting to watch the, the progress and to see not just the size of my pants change, but the way that I feel about things change. I think today when I hit my goal, it was the first time I've hit a goal and didn't feel like I needed to celebrate with ice cream in my life. <laughs> That's <laughs> the first time ever. Achievements. So, I want to, I yeah. want to, um, I, I love your story and I can just listen to you go on and on and on, but I want to pull some things out for our listeners. Um, so going back to the beginning of your story, I like that um, when you were pushing yourself, it wasn't an outside force because a lot of women push themselves because they should, they have to, mm -hmm. you know, and you were doing it um, in a healthy space and almost as a healing for yourself during a difficult time where you had lost your nephew and your son wasn't well and you just had a C-section, which is, you know, a major surgery in itself, you know? And mm -hmm. then you were starting this business and you had to um, make the business successful. Again, I feel, you know, it was heart-centered and from a really healthy space. And then I like the fact that you, your, your perspective was that it was a gift and that it was a divine gift. You know, like everything was in divine order. Um, and even when you fast forward to this year and you decided to step back and say, whoa, what's happening to Amy? You know, let's slow down and take care of Amy now. And you apologize to yourself. And I like that because um, I do encourage women to be their best friend. And that allowed you to see that you had not been your best friend. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. So that was the beginning of, okay, let's, you know, restart this relationship with Amy and let's see what Amy needs. And then you gave yourself the mental space, right? And like whenever I work with clients, this always happens. It's just like a natural progression where you get your mind ready to do the work because it's mm -hmm. never like, right? Because so I have some people that are just like, oh, give me a meal plan and um, tell me what workouts to do. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't really work like that. <laughs> you, know, like, you gotta get your mind going you know, get your mind on that path because like you said, you were eating healthy all these years, right? But um, you, you didn't really have everything, your mind in order. So that, that's- Well, and I think, you know, we, we look at health very incorrectly. So mm -hmm. when I look at it, was I eating pretty good? Sure. But was I sleeping well? No. Did I have too much stress? Yes. You know, there's, there's multiple factors that go into it. And I think sometimes we look at health as a size and it's really not, you know, it's, it's so comprehensive. There's so many things with our well-being that contribute to our overall health. So yeah, I, I had to um, give myself space to get some of the other things in order first so that I could actually, my body could actually shed pounds. I don't mm. think it, I think it was too exhausted before that to yeah. shed pounds. It was like storing up for winter because it was constantly feeling like we're running marathons all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's beautiful. So, and then I like how you actually finally came to the point where when you were starting your health journey that you recognize some other things, some other areas where you weren't being your best friend with the all or nothing, nothing thing. So, um, so it looks like your kids are on board with your new eating way. Is that it? Mm, I would love <laughs> to say yes to that, but that would be a lie. <laughs> it's a process. I know. Um, you know, we, we eat, we live in the South and we, we eat healthier than most of the people that live around us, but it still isn't where I want it to be. Um, you know, we, we cook our meals every night and so they're having homemade meals every night and it's, it's balanced, you know, good grains and vegetables and protein. But every night there's pretty much somebody who's crying about not liking dinner. Let's be real. Um, they, uh, they had a major revolt this summer when we completely stopped buying any type of um, cold cereals that weren't um, organic and no sugar. And like, they just were heartbroken over that. Um, 
we do have pizza night every Friday. So I think it's their lifeline to feeling like they're normal kids, <laughs> but, but they do, they love green smoothies. So we sneak in some vegetables there. Um, you know, it's, I feel like it's just a life lifelong process and I'm hoping that they're learning it because it, seems like mostly what I hear is just, this is gross. I don't like this. Um, but I just, I do kind of try to remind them. I'm like, well, you'd also probably won't like diabetes. So you'll thank me when you're 50. So <laughs> I love the answer. Yes. And you know, but I'm sure with them playing sports, they need to eat a certain way anyway. Right. So that should help them. Too. I, think so. <laughs> I did have one, my, my runner, He's my 12-year-old. He just came to me and he's like, Mom, I really want to build up my speed and I think I need to be having better nutrition. Aww. And I was like, yes, I fully support this goal. So, um, but it, you know, I think when you have a family, if, you had, if I had started out um, eating a certain way, I think it would have probably been easier, but we didn't start out that way. It's been for us, it, when we started out having children, we were the standard American diet, and he was eating mac and cheese from a box, and um, always having, always have, my kids think every day that they should be able to have some kind of a treat, because mm -hmm. that's how we did things back then, and so it's been this process of trying to find healthier options, and just trying to teach and understand that you do the best that you can and um, they're going to have to figure it out. You just like, I've had to figure it out. And my husband's have to figure it out. So we, we try, I would love to say it's more perfect than it is, but at least we're aware. But One Amy, step. let me just tell you, it's, it wouldn't make a difference because um, I started my journey 15 years ago with my second child. Right. So now I've got six. <laughs> Four of them are in sports. Um, two of them are soccer players, right? So you would think that they would be wholeheartedly accepting, especially since they're like travel soccer players. But no, mm -hmm. I hear, mom, we're not going to die if we have, you know, candy once a year. And I'm like, well, let's think about that for a minute. <laughs> you know, so, mm -hmm. you know, kids are kids, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yes. And that is the one thing I have not been able to finagle out is um, candy at Halloween. Ugh. I've, <laughs> I've tried. I'm like, could we just have a movie party and we'll make, you know, our own treats at home and they just love it. So, and my husband loves it too. So they're like, mom, it's the one time of year that you actually let us have candy. So don't <laughs> feel this away. I'm like, oh. My least favorite holiday, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, but that's fine. That's good. I'm I'm so happy that you know, you guys are actually able to have those conversations because you know I interviewed another mom recently and she kind of had the same journey like you, where she decided she wasn't being her best friend. She was ignoring herself always on a marathon, and her kids are really not on board with the whole health thing. You know. Um, mm -hmm. but so you think that you're, that you're struggling with it, but you're doing an amazing job. So kudos to you. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. they, they have been cheering me on, though. I think in the beginning, they were kind of like, oh, whatever. And then as I got down towards the end, um, we were at a, this last week, we were at um, a church function, and there was nothing there that was on my plan, you know, like yeah. nothing. Um, and so I did the best that I could. And my son was like, mom, you're so close to your goal. Just do the best you can. <laughs> my 10 year old. And yep. I just thought I thanked him. I'm like, I really needed to hear that. Thank you. And so I think um, one of the things that I, I say this a lot to my clients is that I really think as women, it is important for us to ask our family to support us. I think a lot of women struggle really asking their family to make sacrifices in order for us to have what we want, but I'm raising sons and I want my sons to grow up in a way that they understand their strengths and they also are willing to make room for their wife's greatness. Yeah. And in order for them to learn that skill, they learn it from how they interact with me. And I tell them that, I say, the reason you need to learn to treat me well is because I am your warm up for whoever <laughs> ends up being your wife. And if you're not willing to 
make space for me and my goals and what's important to me, then how are you going to give that to your wife in the future? And I, we, I mean, as women, we sacrifice so much for our families. We are up at the crack of dawn. We get up with them when they're sick. We um, are on top of their projects. We are at on the sidelines of whatever sweaty, hot sporting <laughs> function it is. Someone asked me recently if I had a tan, like I'd been on vacation. I was like, no, I've been at sports games. Like this is football and soccer and cross country right here. <laughs> That's it. So um, we do a lot of sacrificing for them. And I really think that we need to get better at asking our family to get on board with supporting us so that they can learn that skill and you know, for our daughters, it helps them learn that it's okay for them to ask for what they need. And for our sons, how else are they going to learn to make space for women to be great in their lives if we don't ask them to do that for us? So it's been fun to watch them get on board. And in the beginning, I would say things like, guys, I'm 10 pounds down. And they would be like, eh. and I like I told them, like, no, you need to celebrate that because that's a big deal. And I've been working at it. And it means a lot to me. So you got to get excited. And um, telling boys that they need to get excited is interesting. But by the end, they've been doing it. They've been saying, great job, mom. I'm really proud of you. That's a really big deal. And, um, you know, my husband had to do a little bit of modeling as well. But I think it's okay to ask our family to support us and celebrate our, our wins and our triumphs. We don't have to just hold that in as it, it only affects us. That's very beautiful. That's a great point. And, and I have boys and girls, but yes, you have to model for both. And um, so I have a, a follow-up question to that, actually. So what have you done differently to, to set those boundaries to say yes to yourself more? This is going to be a lifelong work in progress for me, I will tell you, because um, I, I've believe that we each come to this world and we are uniquely wired and I am accomplishment wired. And so, um, I love, I love accomplishment and I've been this way since the time that I was really young. I loved getting the awards in school and I loved figuring out what I had to do to make the A's and making the A's. And, um, so I, I think it's part of my nature to be really accomplishment driven and what I, what I do is I've got to check in with myself and really pay attention to, am I feeling joy around the things that I'm pursuing right now? Or am I feeling stress around the things that I'm pursuing right now? Because I don't want to create through stress and, and force and pushing anymore. I feel like there was a season in my life where that was what was needed. It was what was required of me and I had the strength to do it. But I don't think that was supposed to be a long-term plan that I always needed to create through pressure and stress and have to. And so um, one of the things that I practice is um, every morning, well, every morning that it goes according to plan A, which is more often than not, but not every single morning. But when I'm on track, I come into my office and I start my day uh, with some journaling. And I, I write different types of things in my journal. I, I look for inspiration and I write down any inspiration that comes. Um, I write down the prayers that are in my heart. Um, I wrote a love letter to myself the other day because I realized I was being a little bit self-critical. And so I just wrote down all the things that I loved about Amy. Um, I write down things I'm grateful for. Um, I write down questions that I have um, for my life or for my children or for my husband that I haven't been able to just kind of pinpoint. And I spend time every day trying to get um, to that point where I'm mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually connected. And when I get to that point, then I go forward with my day. And so that time in the morning is kind of my distinguishing factor between am I creating in peace and joy and happiness or am I creating through stress and anxiety and pressure? Um, and let's be clear, I create well in both, but one's happy and one's not. <laughs> and so if I start in the morning that way, I do sometimes throughout the day move back into the stress and the pressure. Like um, before we started recording this call, I was kind of having that, ah, my internet's not working. Um, and how am I going to get this to work? And, you know, I felt this, the stress start to creep in again. And I just have to like, let myself take some deep breaths, mm -hmm. pay attention to how I'm feeling and then shift how I'm feeling. 
You cannot always shift the situations that are going on in your life right away, but you can always shift how you feel in the situations that are going on in your life. And so I, I do check-ins throughout the day, just like, how you feeling, Amy? You good? Are we good? How are we doing? And if I am starting to, you know, feel that stress creep in, I've really learned that it is more productive for me to take a few minutes and um, I I have a tree swing outside that's supposedly for the kids, but I go and swing on it in the middle of the day, or um, I'll do some yoga and some breathing, or I'll do some journaling, or I'll um, get on my knees and pray, or I'll listen to music that I, that I do something. It, it's worth it to me to spend 10 or 15 minutes shifting how I feel so that I can show up my best for the rest of the day. Whereas when I don't and I ignore it, um, my life still gets me and all, it, you know, everything I need gets my attention, but it doesn't get my best. Yes. I like that. Yes. I have a swing in my backyard too. So I know it's not for the kids. It's for me. <laughs> <laughs> there is something about swinging that just like makes the world okay. <laughs> and, and we never can, you know, we can never live without swinging or dancing. So <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I just want to give you this opportunity. The, we have a fair amount of listeners that are Christian. So is there something um, specific that you would like to say to them, um, you know, from the spiritual perspective? Oh, yes, I would love to. Um, that makes me emotional. You don't always get the opportunity to express faith openly. And I love when we come together in a space where all faiths are welcome and there's good that comes from every faith. So I would love to share. Um, I will just tell you that, that God is so concerned about your life and that there is nothing below his notice. Um, and so any challenge that you're facing or any um, stress or worry or care or fear that you are experiencing, there's nothing that's beyond his notice. And whenever I get a little overwhelmed by my life, by this, this job of raising these five humans, and, yes. you know, wanting them to turn out to be really good people, uh, whenever I start to get overwhelmed by that, I just have to remind myself that I am not in this by myself, that um, there is divine help all around you. Um, and it just takes a moment to tap into it. And really, it can shift It can shift your day. It can shift the way that you feel. Um, it, is not a, it is not anywhere a Christian principle that we need to put ourselves last. The whole commandment of love thy neighbor as thyself only makes sense under the premise that you love yourself first. And so I think it is a spiritual principle to recognize that this body that we've been given is a gift from God and that how we take care of it and how we honor it um, is, is a, a proponent of our faith and it is showing that we honor the Lord. And so whatever that means to you, and it's different for everybody, you know, part of my faith belief is I don't drink, I don't smoke, um, I don't do caffeine. Um, I, you know, I dress modestly and, and all these things that I do is because I really believe that this body is a, it's a vessel for my spirit. And so I don't want anything going on on the outside that I wouldn't want seeping in into the inside. So thank you for giving me that, that chance. It's, 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 I love when people open up that door because then I feel like I get to say what's really on my mind. <laughs> I know. There's no way that we can have this conversation without, you know, exploring our whole true selves. And I feel like, um, like what I really want is for women to connect as sisters because we are all sisters in humanity and we're all struggling and, mm -hmm. you know, we have that in common. We have, you know, we, whether we call ourselves Christian or, you know, law of attraction or Muslim or Buddhist or whatever we call ourselves, we have a spiritual side, you know, and I, whenever I have people, um, from different spiritual backgrounds, I really, love for them to share that so they can just, you know, really connect uh, with everyone. So thank you. Well, and truthfully, whenever I hear someone speak from their faith space, I don't hear anything that um, doesn't speak to mine. Do you know what I mean? Like when yes. we just break down the, you know, we all have our own words and we all have our own phase, phrases um, and different perspectives. But when we really speak from that place of spirit, 
um, my spirit hears yours and your spirit hears mine. And what we really have is universal truth. Yes. And I believe we're all going the same place. We're just all on different paths to get there. You know? <laughs> so. I, I, I agree with that. And I was, you know, like when I was listening to you, I was hearing the same thing because you're right. Um, you cannot love your neighbor if you don't love yourself. Actually, I wrote a blog post about this. Um, mm -hmm. Was it last week? Yeah, for the International Day of Peace, because can peace exist where chaos lives, right? So we're hating ourselves. And then we project that to our neighbors. Like, you know, you walk down the street, well, maybe not in your neighborhood and maybe not in my neighborhood, but there are neighborhoods <laughs> where you walk down the street and you're smiling and your neighbor won't smile back or they won't look at you, right? Mm -hmm. Because of the disruption in their own hearts. So I love that you, you talked about that. And, and it starts with self-love and taking care of your body as a temple and a vessel. And yes, absolutely. And, um, and let's see what else I want to touch on. So you figured out a way to stay encouraged in this path. And you, it sounds to me that you've mastered your mind, you've mastered, you know, and gotten into a groove with your eating. And now your next step in your journey is focusing more on exercise. So, um, Tell me a little bit on how you plan to explore that part. Well, you know, it's interesting that you say mastered. I feel like mastered isn't quite the word I would use. Probably what I would use is um, more like opened up connection with. Mm -hmm. So because I feel like I'm going to need to stay in this space forever. But I also did not do well trying to, trying to master them all at once. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, having them come in, in order worked well. And so for me, opening up that connection with the mindset piece and then opening up the connection with food. And now it's like my body is going, Oh, Amy, we really want to get out. Like, um, can we go walk today? Can we, um, do the, the other night I was playing a game on the floor with my kids and I just had this desire to do push-ups. you know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I can just feel my body going, okay, we feel lots better now that that 38 pounds that was bogging us down is gone. We feel lots better. We're <laughs> sleeping. We have energy. Let's do this. And so for me, I think that that next phase is, is just going to be connection with. And, you know, I, in my all or nothing days, I've done some pretty intense workout programs and I don't feel like that's what's right for me now. I still am feeling this need to be very much peaceful. So I love yoga. Um, I see myself doing yoga. I see myself walking. I see myself hiking. Um, I see myself um, doing, you know, doing some muscle building things, but I probably won't be doing like any type of, you know, insanity P90X type <laughs> programs, even though I've done them before and loved them. It, it feels like what my body needs right now is gentle strengthening. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I'll do that for a little while. And then maybe I'll move into something that's more intense and more focused around, um, you know, because I, I, I get, totally get that that whole process of breaking down the muscles to re-strengthen them is important. I just don't know that my adrenal glands can handle that right now. So yeah. Yeah. I think my body still wants to, progress in this kind of gentle space that we've been in. I love that. that. I love that so much. Perfect. Wow. I'm so enjoying this conversation. I don't want it to end. <laughs> so um, I like the, the way that you're um, moving into the next step and how you're, you're so self-aware and listening to your body and you're having a conversation with it. So that's, that's awesome and beautiful. Um, so it, it seems like flexibility and balance is definitely part of this journey. How would you recommend other people start being more balanced or more flexible with themselves? Um, I think mastering the art of being good at forgiving yourself is critical. We are, if you think about it, I love how you talk about being your own best friend because I've, I've talked about that with my clients for years. If you 
if you treated your best friend the way you treat yourself, what would that relationship look like? <laughs> and um, I think oftentimes we're really quick to be very demanding and critical of ourselves and really slow to forgive. And so um, as, you, as you start learning to be really good at forgiving yourself, that helps you to be able to start accepting the small progress. Um, I had to lose two pounds before I could let go of 38. Um, you know, I had to um, stop eating Ben and Jerry's before I could, um, you know, start doing something else. And so it's it's not this all or nothing progress. And, you you know, you will make mistakes. And one of the things that I've loved is getting to a point where when I am in a place where I go off of my eating plan, I look at it and I say, okay, is this really what I want to do? And sometimes the answer is yes. And if the answer is yes, I don't feel guilty about it. It's just, okay, I am going to choose to go off of my eating plan for this experience, but it's not a week of binge eating. It's just, you know, it's the 4th of July. We're at a barbecue. Um, someone has cooked for us and I'm going to eat what they made. And it's not exactly on my plan, but it's one meal. And then my next meal will be on my plan. And so that process of getting good at forgiving yourself, I think helps you to not go through this extra set of emotions that are really unnecessary. Um, I remember interviewing somebody for my radio show around Thanksgiving and she, um, she runs a, a food blog about whole foods and talking to her about, you know, how do you survive the holidays and, and Thanksgiving? And, you know, she said, well, Thanksgiving is one meal. So eat what you want for that meal. And it was so mind boggling to me because in my house, Thanksgiving was like a week of eating pie. <laughs> you know, it was, it was a long, long, I, I that, that idea like, oh, it's one meal. So don't worry about it. What? That's weird. You know, yeah. I just, we've got to get good at forgiving ourselves so that we can allow ourselves to start the journey because the journey is not going to look like one day you wake up and magically you're perfect. It doesn't work that way. Exactly. Exactly. So um, this has been a really great conversation. I want to ask you maybe one or two more questions before we go. Um, but is there anything, um, what, what are like the three takeaways that you want people to pull out of your story today? Um, number one is that it has to start with you um, being in a place where you're willing to put yourself as a priority. That's the beginning. So that would be number one, make yourself a priority. Uh, number two, don't expect that everything's going to change all at once and celebrate the progress that you make in each area. I'm still not at my optimum health, but it's going really well because I'm just taking it kind of one step at a time. Um, and I would say number three would be to have a good balance with being kind to yourself during the journey. When you make mistakes or you um, make a choice that you think, oh, was it really worth that? Or should I have eaten this? Or should I have eaten that? Or I probably should have worked out more. Um, just be nice to yourself during the journey. Don't expect perfection. Just allow yourself to do your best and know that your best is different on different days. Um, but if you'll continue every day to show up and try, you will hit those goals. Very good. Continue every day and continue to try, right? Mm-hmm. All right, trying to write that down. Perfect. I love that. So, um, and I like the way you're using the word release, and I especially appreciate um, how you did not share with, share with us where you began as far as your weight and where you want to be as far as your weight, just only, you know, how much you've lost. So we have some concept of your accomplishment. And um, that is another misperception I've, I believe we have about health. because. You being 5'3", I'm 5'3", by the way, and mm -hmm. the same height doesn't mean, right, that we're supposed to weigh the same. Um, because right. 
you know, there's bone density to consider, there's, you know, composition or genetic, you know, issues. And so, you know, 5-3 for you genetically is a completely different, you know, thing than it is for me. And it, it, we mm -hmm. can put that as far as uh, the size clothes you wear, you know, mm -hmm. so, you know, some people, you know what I mean? So it's, I, I don't like uh, to use numbers. And that's, that's one thing I feel that we as women should really move away from. In fact, you know, what was it at the beginning of the 20th century, the perfect woman was five seven and quite voluptuous, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember. I think she was like hundred and forty something pounds, you know. And today we would be like, oh my God, that's a plus size model, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. But but we shouldn't even look at it um, in that, you know, perspective. So you are also this amazing um, businesswoman. So let's a little bit talk about that before we end the interview. Do you have um, any events coming up or anything you would like to share? You know, I would say the best place to get plugged in with me for the business coaching and, and what I do with, I, I work with small business owners and I help them to create scalability and growth in their business while maintaining my four pillars of success, which are um, financial strength, relationships, living in alignment with your personal beliefs, and time freedom. And so when I work with business owners, usually they're at that point where they're like, okay, my business is going, but I feel like it's running my life, and I, I want it to continue to grow, but I don't want to continue killing myself in the process. And so we work on systems, we work on marketing, we work on sales. Um, and your scalability plan and your, your team. And so I'm very tactile when it comes to business. Um, and the best place for you to get plugged in is to go to my website and just register for a list. I write articles every week on different business, con uh, business topics. Um, I also host online events and then I host in-person events as well. Um, and really that's kind of what we're focusing on is that area of taking the, the small business owner and helping them really to build a stronger business that allows them to have freedom. Because I really believe that a, an entrepreneur who has those four pillars of success is so primed to become a global contributor and to do good in the world. And so that's who I'm looking to work with. And if that sounds interesting to you and it sounds like you, um, just go to amywalkerconsulting.com. We've got a, a free marketing calendar that we make available with some training on how to get your marketing plan in place on the website, but it will just get you plugged in and then you'll know what's going on, what we have coming up because it changes all the time. Great. And I, I like that, the, the structure that you have put in place. So, um, yes. And is there any specific favorite passion or gift that you want to share about your business? We are really good at helping business owners double their revenue. Um, and it's, it comes because we focus on the foundation of business. I think, I actually think the business coaching industry is becoming the new weight loss industry where it's like 30 days till this and 90 day launch and you know this many days for this and everyone's expecting these really quick returns you know put in a short burst of effort and you'll get these massive returns is really not how business works and so what we do with our clients is we work on their foundation making sure that their systems their sales their marketing um really that foundation is in place because every business owner that i ask this question to gets it i say is there somebody who does what you do not as well as you but they out earn you and everyone can think of somebody, Oh yeah, there's this other health coach and they make so much money, but they're not even really good. And they're totally missing this. And it's, it's not because of the talent level. It's because their structure is stronger than yours is. And so when we work with a business owner, who's got a great product or great service or, you know, great message um, and we build structure beneath them, they can double their revenue within a year quite often and um, it's fun to watch them grow as a business owner. And then they have a whole new set of challenges. You know, I was talking with one of my clients today about the challenges he's facing. He's like, they are such good challenges. I am glad to have them. 
And I said, of course, you have literally doubled your business in 12 months. Of course, you have a new set of challenges. You're in a totally different place than you were. So um, that's what we love to do is just really build foundation. And it, it you know, takes time, takes a year. It's not always fast and flashy. Um, it doesn't always shine when you see it from the outside, but it's very effective the way that we build structure. Nothing but the facts. I love that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you're right. It is getting to be like, oh, just download this and you'll be, you know, a millionaire next year or next month. Yeah. <laughs> it's so not true. So it I want a seven figure launch. I'm like, yeah, but how many hundreds of thousands did it cost you? And how many right. years did you build the email list before you did the seven figure launch? Like there's just a lot of components, you know? Yes. Yes. There's so much behind the scenes that is not told. Um, mm -hmm. So thank you for keeping it real with everything you do in your life, your business, your spiritual practice, your parenting, and loving yourself. And thank you so much for your time today. And um, I hope to have you back maybe next year when you reach your new milestone. Um, but thank you, listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me and for creating this awesome platform. Yeah. I, I just had to have you on when I was um, watching your story, you know, evolve over this past year on social media. I was like, I've got to have her on my show. I gotta let, <laughs> I gotta let other women see you can do it. Like, no matter who you are and how amazing you are, you can do it. Really. So, and it helps me that you're a mom of five, you know, because I'm a mom of six, and people are like, oh well, you know. It's like, nope. There's another one. There's somebody else in the uh -huh. world. Not just me, see? So I'm gonna have if you have any more you have any more friends that have five, six kids, <laughs> get them on the show. I actually have a lot of friends that have five, six kids. Okay. Well, so we'll yeah, talk. I'll have to I'll have to connect you. <laughs> yes. So there's proof in the pudding. So thank you so much um, for being here. Thank you everyone for listening in. And um, have an amazing day. This is your life. This is your time. This is your life. This is your mind. This is your world. Yeah, how long has it been since you got to think for yourself? Think, think for yourself. And how long has it been since you've had some time for yourself? Unwind with yourself. You can do anything. So don't you hide from yourself. Be kind to yourself. Intelligent, amazing. Don't just break free from the hill. 